Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig's straight talk in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive. And these podcasts help deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop professionally, wherever you are. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining Zweig Group Media and the Zweig Letter exclusive interview series. With 25 years of continuous coverage of the design industry, the Zweig Letter is a consistent source of valuable information in an ever-changing marketplace. Once again, this week, I am here with none other than our own Mark Zweig to talk about one of his recent editorial articles in the Zweig Letter. Uh, Mark, uh, back on January 30th, wrote an article, The State of Project Management. Uh, That is issue 1185 of the Zweig Letter. And we will include uh, a link to that particular article in the show notes for this podcast. But, um, you know, Mark talked about the state of project management, and and I would love to kind of get your thoughts about just the overall idea of project management in the design industry and why um, there it is an art form. And if it's not done properly, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Well, it's a project uh, business. That's all the business does is it does projects. Right. So if you can't do that well, you basically aren't functioning very well. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a kind of a simple idea. Um, uh, generally, um, it's an ad hoc function, and in most companies, it's not anyone's full time job. Right. So right. along with that, it's just like anything else. You get some people who are good at things, and you get a lot of people who aren't so good at it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it, I mean, think about it. It's like you could hang wallpaper. If you hung wallpaper all day, you'd probably be really good at it. Right. If you do it like twice a year, you might not be that good at it. Yeah. If you do it like <clears throat> 10 times a year, you might be better at it than if you did it twice a year, but not as good at it as somebody that does it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> we, we don't have specialists that are full time project managers. And the business doesn't lend itself to that for the most part, unless they're mega jobs. Yeah. You know, there are some environments where that's the case and they generally have better project management. Well, and, and you know, as you mentioned that in, in this particular article, you you kind of break it down over all of the areas or, or the shortcomings when it comes to project management that most firms are struggling with. Um, one of the things you talked about was um, specifically just the interaction with the client and how important client communication is through the project management process. Um, you also talked about um, just in, in terms of making sure you have the right people 
handling the project and managing it from a, from from that perspective and why if you have the wrong person in in the in the PM role that it ultimately can affect the the project itself. Absolutely. I mean, you got to get the right person, you got to get the right person for the client. You got to get the right person in terms of who else they'll be interacting with in your firm. Uh, you need people who are specialized in and focused on serving particular client types so they really understand kind of what makes them tick and what their standards are and what their expectations are and what their priorities are uh yeah it's it's essential um getting the right getting the right person uh on the job as the pm is is and you got to team them up with the right principal too right you know some principals are control freaks and want to do more of the design <laughs> some are want to do more of the client contact, but aren't so good at design. I mean, different people have different strengths and weaknesses. You need people who bolster the the weaknesses of each other. Yeah. And you talked about, I know, and you've talked about this in general about, you know, I mean, it, it's, it comes down to the complete package. Anybody that's uh, going to be a project manager has to be someone that a, you can put in front of a client that, um, I guess speaks to King's English. Yeah. Can, can, like I said, really communicate, um, can deal with uh, and problem solve, which is hugely important, and uh, can ultimately represent the firm well. And assert themselves when they need to be, when the client comes back and wants all kinds of stuff done that's not in the contract. Right. Not right. just lay down and go, okay, and then create a liability for the company to do it. Right, right. Yeah, you need all those things. It's hard to find. I mean, you need really smart, really talented, great communicators. Yeah. Is yeah. that easy to find? No, I don't care what, and whether we're talking about architects, engineers, anybody, yeah, any job, it's not easy to find all those things. But you need all that, right, for right. to be an effective project manager. It's so critical. It's the most important thing that they're good communicators, and it drives me crazy every day. I mean, I see people they just can't communicate clearly and succinctly, and you know it hurts them, or they say things that are bound to make the reader go, "What?" <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> right. You know, I, I, why would you say that? I yeah. don't understand that. Yeah. And it just, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense or it gives me the idea. You think something about me that's not true or, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, so. you, you are a stickler, certainly when it comes to the King's English and uh, its proper use in written form, especially. And, and yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for that because I mean, you, you, you don't want to create, I mean, no project manager can afford to afford to create ambiguity in any of their communication. Well, and not just that, if you don't use the language properly, there are people who will judge you and they will <laughs> unfairly judge. You. Yeah. Right. If you, if you don't use it properly, then they'll say you're stupid. Yeah. And it's just the way people, some people are. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think there's ignorance and stupidity are two completely different, different things. things. Right. You right, know, right. you may be ignorant, but it doesn't mean you're stupid. stupid. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, you know, it, it sort of casts doubt over everything. Right. Again, I'll, I'll use an analogy from my, my other business. If we sell a house and in the inspection report, they come up with 32 things to fix. It doesn't make the people feel warm and fuzzy. Right. That the stuff, even if it's all minor, it calls into question everything that you did. Yeah. Major or minor. Right. Okay. Same thing with your written communications. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. So you don't want to create that doubt, that uncertainty. And uh, 
in the work <laughs> itself. And, and that's, and that's a big problem. I think it's uh, communication skills are a huge weakness of people in the, in this business uh, in general. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's their, their deficiency is, is doubly, uh, impactful when these people are project managers. Right. Right. So, so what would you say? I know, I know there are a lot of, uh, PM programs out there that do training. I mean, what, what is your advice to firms in terms of, um, you know, trying to get their people up to a certain level? Um, what, you know, when it comes to being a, a proficient project manager, um, have you, I mean, aside from, I know we do our own project manager training, but is that something that overall you recommend firms, uh, do with their people or do you suggest that they just kind of create something internally to, to kind of help their people become better project managers? No, uh, I think you do both. Okay. I think you should have internal training that's specific to your firm yep. and you need to have external stuff and it's just some of the basic techniques and, and tools that help people be better project managers. Okay. So I don't think they're mutually exclusive at all. You need to train your people though. I mean, when you see our surveys that tell you that 25 per, only 25% of project managers have had any kind of training in it. Right. That's freaking insane. That is. I mean, really think about that. Especially for an industry that thrives on projects. Yeah. It's like <laughs> 25, fully 25% of our drivers on the roads have had drivers <laughs> training. Oh, I'll bet they're great drivers. Right. 25% of our carpenters had any training in carpentry. Oh, they're doing a fantastic job. Right. Right. It, 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 I mean, just think about the 25% of our dentists have had training in dentistry. My God, what about the other 75%? Right. They're really good at holding pliers. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's like, what? It, it just doesn't make any freaking sense. Yeah. And it's 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 very typical. They, these people need tons of training. It's, it's probably where you really need to focus. The majority of your non-technical training has to be focused on project, project management. management. Yeah, okay. Just you can't do enough, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And so what do you... Um, I mean, how do you uh, work through those that, you know, just can't pick up the whole project management piece uh, within an organization, but they've been there for so long that you feel like if you take them out of that, you almost kill them uh, from being able to do anything else within the organization. I mean, how do you deal with that? Because we need people who can multitask. Okay. I, just to not be able to do anything other than manage jobs, I, you know. It's unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You got to be able to do work. You got to be able to be a project manager. You got to be able to sell. You got to be able to mentor other people. You know, we need multi-talented people who aren't two-dimensional. Right. I only do project management and I shut everything else out. It's That's like people, it. I can't sell anything at all because I have work to do. What the hell? Yeah. Where did that idea ever come from? Right, right, you right. Know? So it's kind of like the walk and chew gum syndrome. Yeah. 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 Everybody would just love to do one thing at a time. Yeah. I always hear that. Well, you know, Bob just wants to work on one project at a time. Um, and it's, he's got six. Well, good luck, Bob. Find a place you can work on one at a time. Take it all the way from start to finish. And then as soon as you're done, there's another one just ready for you to start. Oh, man. It, life doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, you know, it'd be great. It'd be we do a beautiful job. Everybody would. Yeah. But it's, it's unfortunate. It's not going to happen. It is tough. It is definitely tough. Um, so I know that we've recently kind of combined our, um, 
advanced project management with our project management uh, program. Um, is there any, you know, one specific, you know, um, thing that you would want to tell everybody about that they should be thinking about from a project management perspective within their organization moving forward, especially with with just the way things are going right now. We've got a new, um, we you know we've we've got a new administration in the White House. Um, there are just a lot of changes afoot, and granted, that can go in in a number of different ways. And, and this is not really a political podcast, but what do you what do you think firms can do, especially just to kind of separate themselves from? The, the, the rest of the industry on a project management stat basis. Put out a weekly job status report. Okay. Okay. Every single job. Don't make the client ask for it. Include everybody on the client's team, not just the person you're dealing with, but right. everybody else. Include right. everybody on your project team and everybody who's a subconsultant on it that needs to be included. Put out a weekly job status report. That's the most important thing. What did we do this week? What are we going to do next week? Any other special issues or concerns? We're waiting for information from Bob to do this. We haven't been paid in 60 days. Uh, you name it. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. there's nothing's going to happen. If the project's in review at the city. It's not going to come back for two weeks. Right. Tell people what the hell is going on. Force everybody to do this memo critical yeah it's just absolutely critical it'll everything will go better if you just do that one thing and you'll know what's going on in your company if you're copied on them yeah i you know yeah i know i know you i know you read them all that we do i do we we have to do that and i always know as soon as i send a weekly memo out that uh if there is an issue or you have a question about anything it's coming back within the first 10 or 15 minutes of that email going out if not sooner so well, that's and, how um, you keep yourself informed and yeah. you can spot problems before they occur Yeah, and you know, or before they get out of control. Um, yeah. it just, it, clients love it. Yeah. They feel like you're doing so, you know, the biggest mistake these firms do is design firms. They get a job and then they just go away for six weeks. You don't hear anything from them. Right. I work with them. I go through this. <laughs> I'm like, what, where's my job? Oh, we've got this and that. Why don't you tell me anything that's going on? <laughs> exactly. It seems like nothing's happening. Yeah. That makes me feel bad. Right. I just wrote you a check for 25 grand. It exactly. seems like nothing's happening. Yeah. Help me out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, I go through it myself. I, I, I see the difference in, in you know, I, I'm trying to get my commercial real estate brokers to handle our leasing to give me a weekly status on all our projects right. that they're leasing out. It's like pulling teeth. It's, it is. I'll get it for two weeks. Then I don't hear from them for a month. It's like, are you guys doing anything? Oh, wait, you still wanted us to send that to yeah. you? <laughs> you know, well, we leased out two spaces. Okay, good. That was, you know, that's been done. But what about this one? Right. What are we doing? I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. It just stops. Yeah. No, it, it's it, really, this is the most fundamental thing you can do. Yeah. Weekly reports. Yeah. It's, and it's so funny and I'll I'll leave everybody with this thought is that, um, even when, when I have nothing to say, I tell the client that I don't have anything, I don't have anything new to report this week. I mean, there are going to be times like that. I mean, it's not like you can just, 
you know, create out of thin air something on every project, every time that you're going to send out the status report. But if you manage the client's expectations right from the beginning, they'll understand. So then when they do get that report and it says nothing new to report, they'll understand. But just the simple fact of getting into that habit of sending out that report on a weekly basis, just like Mark said, I mean, it will it will make your client more appreciative than you would ever know. And more so than anything else, they'll tell other people about it and they'll want to work with you again because you kept them you kept them in the in the loop about everything that was going on with the project from start to finish so um, definitely want to encourage you to think about that listen we're, we're doing something new here um, on the TCL interview series and I just wanted to I, I haven't done this to Mark, or maybe I have once once before, but but Mark, I just want to ask you a, a couple of simple questions uh, before we end our interview today, and, and uh, we can have a little fun with this. What was the last book that you read? The last book I read, um, gosh, you're putting me on the spot, I didn't is, do that. is um, I tell you what it actually was. And this is almost embarrassing because I've made so much fun of it. Good to great. <laughs> Jim Collins book. Did I, you read it to see why you were making fun yes, of it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Did it reaffirm your thoughts? Yes. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. No, I mean, so. I, I mean, it's a, it's a good book. I, right. I, I like the ideology that they used. Right. How you look at these companies with a f- fresh set of eyes. And yeah. Have no preconceived notions on, on you know, what happened and how they did it and right. look for commonality. Um, but, but uh, yeah, that's it. And I don't like business books. Yeah, I, I really know. don't. I, I like know. fiction. I'm much more inclined to, to, to read. Or I like biographies. Okay. You know, the Steve Jobs book. That's good. Yeah, that is good. That is good. There's another one on becoming Steve Jobs, too, which is pretty good. So and we actually have our own writer in the the actual the editor for the TZL. Richard Massey wrote a book called Municipal Tilt. And I'm going to give a a self-proclaimed shameless plug for his book, Municipal Tilt. And we will include a link to his book at, at Barnes and Noble and at Amazon in the show notes. But actually, Richard's a pretty good writer. And um, if you like fiction, um, then it, this is definitely a great book for you. Uh, he's written a couple of books, and this is the first one. And so definitely want to give a big shout out to uh, Richard Massey, our own editor uh, at the Zweig Letter, um, for that. Um, now, uh, last question I'm going to have before we, we close on out is if, and I know you've talked about a couple of different series that you've tried to get me on, but if you could binge watch one TV series, old or new, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Binge watch one TV series. Jeez. These are hard, man. I'm sorry. Um, what? Um, you told me about Modern that. Miracles. Modern Miracles. Okay. That would be a good one to binge watch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Modern Miracles. And they focus on like major bridges or, you know, various accomplishments of man. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. I, a guy I was talking to yesterday on the <laughs> or phone. Modern Marvels. Modern that's Marvels. Modern Marvels. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. Modern okay. Marvels. I know, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. The, the uh, There was a, a short series on Netflix that I really like um, was called The Men Who Built America. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just really, really fascinating. I mean, J.P. Morgan, Carnegie. Is that the one that had Henry Ford in it? it? Henry Ford's featured in it. Yeah. And yeah, it talks about, I, I think, you know, and, and I'm, I'm only mentioning that really mm-hmm. because one of the key, the key factors in that um, series was that all of those men took risk. Mm-hmm. They, they made, they, they, and they failed multiple times before ultimately. And they were crazy. And they were crazy. 
crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so they were just bit, or a little bit crazy or a lot crazy. A lot in the crazy. Case of Henry Ford. Yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so no, that's, yeah, that's that, funny. It yeah. is. It is interesting. Though. It you is. You learn. You learn from the studying successful people from the past. Absolutely. There's no absolutely. question about it. Yeah, you know, without I, a doubt. And I, it's it's good to be inspired. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Too it much is. of that stuff you can watch just basically makes you feel bad. Oh, I know. I know. And I yeah. try. If, once I figure out that's what it's doing to me, then I tune out. You tune out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to feel bad. Yeah. It's just not worth it. It isn't. Life's too short. Yep. So, Mark, man, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us this week. We really, really appreciate it. Folks, remember, you can get Mark's no holds barred advice on a weekly basis in the Zweig Letter and our sister publication, Civil and Structural Magazine. Now, because you are a podcast listener, we want to thank you with a free gift. And I'll tell you all about that in one second. As a reminder, all Zwei Group Media programs like this one are available in both podcast and video format free for download on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube, just to name a few places. We'd like to thank you for listening or watching this podcast episode by offering you a free copy of the Zweig Letter and a year subscription. Yes, you heard me right a year subscription of Civil and Structural Magazine. Just visit freetzl.zweigroup.com. A link to all this information, including contact information for Mark, will be in our show notes, and we would love it if you would share this podcast with a friend, and even better, if you go on iTunes and give us a five-star review, or a one-star if you think this podcast sucks. And tell us why, so we can fix it. Because we know we're not perfect, but... We can't do anything if we don't get feedback from you. So we really appreciate our listening audience. Um, so please share with us. Listen, I'm Randy Wilburn, and you've been listening to Zwei Group Media, part of Zwei Group. Remember, we exist to make you more successful. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can apply Mark's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. For a free six-week subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit freetzl.zweiggroup.com to gain more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.